Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Com and definitely check out those shows as well. Aaron Napier is the author of The Lantern House, and actually my husband Kyle and I interviewed her together right before the summer. Erin is a designer, author, and entrepreneur. Along with her husband, Ben Napier, she is the co-host of HGTV's Hometown, co-author of Make Something Good Today, and founding co-owner of their stores, Laurel Mercantine Co. and Scotsman General Store and Woodshop. The Lantern House is her first book for children. She lives in Laurel, Mississippi, and she invites you to learn more at erinandben.co. Welcome, Erin. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss The Lantern House. Thank you for having me. We also have a special guest host helping me out here today, which is my husband, Kyle. Owens. Kyle Owens, yes, the one and only. And why don't you explain why you want to do this? Well, I wanted to do this because I'm a huge fan of Aaron and Ben. 
And I've been watching the show for quite some time. Sibby and I have really busy, crazy lives in you know production and everything that she's doing with, with the books and the podcast. And a lot of times at night, I just kind of want to like veg out. I get it. And just watch a little, mm-hmm. you know, HGTV. And your husband, Ben, looks exactly like my best friend, Don. Well, now I got to see him. I know. <laughs> and so I was flipping through the channels one night and I was like, oh my God, is it Don? And I went back and I landed on your show and I was like, oh my God, these, this couple, they're incredible. They're just so genuine and pure. Oh, so nice. And the show is amazing. And I love the whole idea of it. And so I just started watching it. And you know how HGTV is. They'll show like 25 yep, episodes in a row. Right, exactly. Before you know, it's like three in the morning. And so I just wound up watching a, a ton of it. And I always get like super pumped at night if I turn it on and it's on. And then so when she mentioned that you were coming over, I was like, oh, my God, that's wild. Well, thanks for joining us. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I wish that Ben was here. We now have two kids. And before it was easy to like let the grandparents take one. But now... I want to have one of us home if possible. So he's with the girls. And it's the first time I've like traveled and done things like this without him. How does it feel? It's weird. Like I'm a little bit naked. Yeah. Yeah. I always have someone to like when I have a, I can't think of what to say. There's someone to step in and rescue me. Yeah. But it's I, I relate to that. Yeah. I have, I feel like. <laughs> I did like my first event without Kyle and I was like, I kept looking around for him. I was like, who's the guy who's going to be like, you got this. Or, you yeah. Know, all that. Yeah. Bring in the energy. It's bring a whole energy. new experience for me today. Okay. So back to the book or to yes. the book in general. Okay. The Lantern House, by the way, gorgeous. So we were just talking about illustrators. Tell me how this book came to be and how Adam Trester, illustrator, was intimately involved in the process. And by the way, this is just so gorgeous. Thank I mean, you. this is not the most gorgeous book. Thank it you. is. He's I, really nice. I hope he's listening because he will just be tickled that you've mentioned him. Um, I'll say his name again. Adam Trust. Adam Trust. Adam Trust. Adam he's Trust. He's laughing too hard. He's too tickled. He's Relax. His wife, Lily, is going to have a baby at any second. So that's why he didn't come to New York for this. But um, yeah, Adam is, I mean, we're, we're neighbors. We've been friends for 15 years. And his art has become a little bit famous because of hometown. He's been featured a lot and just regionally, he has this huge following and now it's not so regional. He's got really big, fancy clients in California who are like commissioning artwork and he's shipping it all over the world. And I'm so proud of him. It's so cool to be from a place like Laurel, Mississippi and have a a real art career because people told us growing up, you can't do that. It's, and yeah. it's neat being from anywhere and having a real art career. It it's is. hard these days. It know, is. So. But yeah, I, apparently when most people write a children's book, they are partnered with an illustrator by their publisher, which is something I did not know. I assume you come to your publisher with a, a whole package, a whole plan, an idea. And so Adam and I have just always... Like we would just text each other, had this idea for a children's book. Children's literature is really his life's ambition. That's been his goal. His whole life was to make a great children's book. And so he would text me if he ever thought of an idea. I would text him if I ever thought of an idea. And then this just, once we had children, you read children's books through a new perspective. You know, I I haven't read children's books since I was a child. And now when you're an adult and you have your child in your lap and you're reading these stories and you find yourself getting really emotional, the Best children's books, I think, are really written for the adult that's reading it. Like it teaches some fundamental truth that you've forgotten 
about yourself or about the world that makes it seem so clear and so simple. And that's what I love about a great children's book. And anyway, I think I've probably rambled here. No, but not at all. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So working with Adam was the only way I pictured making a children's book because Without the illustration, I feel like the Lantern House doesn't really have an identity. And the only person who could make that house have the identity that I really wanted would be Adam. So well, That's perfect. I wrote Princess Charming not even knowing who she that's was. That's fascinating. Was she, but yeah. did you get to meet each other and like, I've never met her. Really? Yeah, never met her. We've been on Zoom a few times. Yeah? And yeah, after about six months having the book, she just sent some, some illustrations and I had to be like, Okay, great. And I was lucky. I really loved it, but I didn't have much say in it. I was like, could you make the brown bear a a polar bear? And she was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, so this was hilarious is when we were like working out, you know, your publisher wants you to have a contract in place and and they had not done anything like this where it was um, an author and illustrator who were we had a, a partnership. We have our own little like LLC together. And they're like, so we need in, in legal writing, what will happen if you guys disagree mm. on something? And we're like, but we just won't. <laughs> <laughs> we just won't disagree. And they're like, mm, we're really going to need some sort of legal. Love that. Yeah. So it's been funny to me that the way we just have handshake partnerships, you know, in a place like Laurel, Mississippi and... Oh, the sirens! Those sound really intense. It's the best way to do I it. I don't even hear. I don't even hear the sirens. You myself. don't even notice. No. Um, I'm, I'm from a small town as well, and I'm like in business with all my best friends, mm-hmm. and it's always like that when lawyers get involved, and they're like, well, "But what if?" And we're always like, "But we're not going." It's just to. gonna be fine, guys. Right? Just, <laughs> just trust. <laughs> yeah. So the content, though, and the story behind this, which is so beautiful, all about home and everything. What? Where did that come from? How did you? What was it like? You decide to partner with Adam, and then what? Yeah. Well. So at this point, I've helped renovate about 90 houses all total. And the thing that I found they all have in common is the house existed before us and it will exist after us. The house remains no matter what the family does. Families move, families age, and new families begin. And the house is there for all of it. And I was thinking, you know, what stories we literally uncover, you know, photographs inside walls. We find old newspaper clippings that were important for some reason to someone that were saved and then lost. We uncover these personal belongings all the time that tell a little of the story of the things these houses have seen. But I thought, you know, these houses that were standing in World War II and Mallory, my best friend, lived in a house that was standing when the Titanic sank. And I think of things like, did they know anyone? that died on the Titanic? Did they get bad news in that house? There's so many historic events that have happened in the history of a house's lifetime and the people are just passing through. And I found that to be very interesting. And Wow, that's really so, so depressing. Beautiful. Yeah, no, so I, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, it's just the idea that like someone else will be sitting here. Yeah. I know, it's just sort of sad. I mean, if you think about it, someone I mean, else I'm, was sitting here before you. I know. I really I can't know. stand it. And probably before that person. I actually just met that person. I forgot to even tell you at a party recently. Really? Yeah. The person that used to sit here. Maybe not right here, but she was like, I grew up in that house. And I was like, no way. How was that? What was that like? How Amazing. crazy. You want to know the things that like happened yeah. in their lifetime when they were here and what was it like for them living here? And for me, that just felt like such a 
fertile place mm-hmm. to begin with a children's story. Helen asks a lot, our four-year-old, she asks a lot of questions about, what do you do at work, mommy? She's seen hometown. Mm-hmm. And she knows that we help sad old houses feel happy again. <laughs> That's the best That's way so we sweet. can like. That's really sweet. Yeah. She, she'll see, you'll be driving through town and see a dilapidated house. She says, mommy, is that going to be a hometown house? That's a sad old house. And I think, how can I write a story that helps her understand the, the evolution of a sad old house and how one time it was beautiful and then it wasn't, and then it can be beautiful again. But yeah, it, that sounds like some really philosophical way of discussing a very simple children's book. But no, but that's what you were saying before. It's the yeah. stories; they mean a lot more than than meets the eye. But this, yeah. I mean, this already does mean, mean a lot. I think but. that's always been kind of a struggle for me, being an HGTV personality, going on interviews where they ask, "Talk to us about trends for kitchens this year." <laughs> like I have never heard a question that I find more revolting than something like that. Tell me the fads that we can expect to see in paint and, and i'm just well, i like, think one of the things oh, that you do so I don't well care. I don't know. is that you really i feel like you get to know the person the couple that you're helping really well and you sort of really you know fit and decorate and design the home around that particular individual and not like you said the the trending fads yeah. of the moment because I don't know what else matters. Right. Nothing else matters about a house. If it's not personal, then it's a failure to me. The best houses are very personal. Like I can look at your house right now and tell so much about who you are as people. And that's a great house. What What do you think you, you know? You are colorful. <laughs> Let's are, see if you're right. <laughs> you are collected and colorful and busy. And it looks like a very joyful house to live in. It looks it like it is. Yeah, I we bet there is kids. a lot. I bet it is yeah. noisy and wonderful. That's what your it house is. looks like, and Thank I you. love that. Oh, I, I don't. There's a lot of life in it. Yeah, I love houses that have a lot of life in them, and it's the hardest clients we ever have are when I get their initial survey, and my survey asks very like weird questions that seem unrelated. Like, tell me about your favorite childhood memory. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your favorite movies and why you love them. And when someone tells me their favorite TV show is I Love Lucy, that tells me something about who they are. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So in that survey, when they tell me things like, one time I had a homeowner who actually wrote, I don't want the house to look lived in. <laughs> and I just felt like, oh, I, I won't tell you what episode it was, but it was a very difficult one for me. Really? Favorite wow. colors, white, gray. Okay, that's the hardest, (laughs) the hardest thing I've ever done. But when someone tells me I'm obsessed with The Hobbit, we have traveled to New Zealand to see where they filmed The Lord of the Rings. I've always wanted a house that had like a round front door. Things like that. Oh, my gosh. It's so easy to go from there and to create a house that becomes this experience in a world that's like your inner personality in an outward visual way. So... Those are the best houses, I think, that have tons of personality. What was your house like growing up? Oh, so good. So comfortable. It's like apple pie. If apple pie were a house, that's my mom's house. The kitchen walls were painted red. It always smelled like cobbler. Big, fluffy, white down comforters on the beds. Coming home from college, it just glowed like a lantern in the night. It was the best. Pulling into the driveway when it's like almost Christmas time and it's cold outside and all the lamps are on in the house best feeling they still live there and if they ever 
move out of the house, it will kill me. It will kill me. I get very attached to houses. Very. And so how did you get into this whole industry? By accident. (laughs) None of this was a plan. I wrote a journal about the best things that happened every day. I owned a wedding stationery company and Ben and I renovated a 1925 Craftsman, our first house together ourselves. And I documented it on my little journal and Southern Living Weddings picked it up as a story about Southern newlyweds because I was in the wedding industry and an HGTV executive named Lindsay Widehorn, who was just like my New York City angel, just uh, messaged out of the blue and said she saw it and would we be interested in doing TV? And we had absolutely never considered that. I mean, who? why would we? We live in Laurel, Mississippi. You can't have, it would never occur to you that I would like to have a TV show here. And so the first Skype we had with a production company, they said, tell us about your idea for your show. And we were like, don't have one. You guys called us. They were like, okay, well, what are you passionate about? And we're like, you know, making our small town a place people want to live. And being very proud of the good things you have right where you are and blooming where you're planted, basically. And anyway, it became a TV show. Wow. By accident. I thought, surely the pilot won't get picked up. And then I thought, surely season one won't get picked up. But surely it won't get renewed. And it just keeps getting renewed. <laughs> wow. And there's all these spinoff shows. Now. Yeah. We just watched one the other night, Zibby and I. Because I had Jasmine Roth on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And she right. was in. Jasmine, Jasmine is Ruff such a sunshine. Yeah. With, with just... Ty Pennington. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, did Ty come? He did. Yeah. Ty and Jasmine were on yeah. the podcast? No, 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 not no, Ty. No. Okay, just Jasmine. Just Jasmine, Jasmine was on my okay. podcast. Yeah, I am. Jasmine is so sweet. She's wonderful. She is like a daisy in human form. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market yeah it's just an absolute honor and a dream to get to work for a company like HGTV, making a show that has been a, a, a positive bright spot for people in a kind of dark time. Yep. 
the messages that we got during COVID, the ones that were most meaningful, we got messages from people who were in the hospital for one reason or another. One in particular that stands out, a woman was waiting to have a mastectomy and she was alone and because you couldn't have visitors and she was terrified. And she sent us a message to let us know that we kept her company when she was alone in the hospital and that we were something to take her mind off of it. And gosh, if there is mm-hmm. anything more flattering than that, I don't know what it is, but yeah, that, that was a huge, huge blessing to us that we got to be a comfort to people when they were isolated. Well, I mean, that's exactly how I feel about your show. I feel like it's very comforting. Thank you. So talk to me about the process of this. You sat down, you just whipped it all out. Like, tell me about it. I literally wrote it in 30 minutes. Okay. I mean, it was just a story that had been unorganized, but in my mind for years. And I just typed it out, a quick outline of it. It took literally less than 30 minutes. Adam's work took much, much Mm -hmm. longer. He had the hard job. He had to take the words I had written and then illustrate them. It's a hard job. An illustrator has a very hard job. It's there's something just so timeless though about these illustrations. I mean, this book could be one of those classic books. Um, I really hope that it will be. Yeah. I feel like you know how when you make your own sandwich, it's not as good. <laughs> I feel so close to it, and it's so normal for me to see Adam's art from beginning to end to read my words and the things that I say that I've lost perspective and I, we want so badly for this to be like a children's classic. And, it looks like that though. Even know? the same font. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I feel like this is the same font from the little engine that could maybe. It's a or... World War II era font. Yeah. Right. Okay. Payson. It is my favorite font. I use it for lots of branding for our companies too, because it's just so, um, it has no accent. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like fonts that you read and it's just the clearest. There is no accent on it but okay. that's what great typefaces do they tell you how to read it wow that's beautiful my background is in graphic design and this is what I thought that I was going to do I thought I was going to design books for a living that's what I went to school to do and that's what I'm going to do one day when I'm not on tv that's the plan uh children's books or any kind of books all books all books books are my life yeah love it I mean we're looking for some designers at Zibby Books I'm oh, yeah. doing fiction and memoir you know <laughs> could just j- get you in there typesetting yeah, or whatever right no, when I'm done with TV, that's that's my dream i feel like you also need to write about a story about some of those houses like you were just saying that seems yeah. like a a movie or a historical novel right about the, all the families and you like multiple well, timelines i am i'm also writing a, a book for grown-ups it'll come out next year oh well there it's you go very much in it's like this but a deep dive yeah that's all you can say yeah Okay. I'll say Very coy. I'll all have right. to come back next year. Come back next year. Yeah. All right. Well, now I'm curious about what it's uh, what it's all going to be about. Yeah. Okay, so that's a lot of stuff. So you're writing an adult book. You have a mm-hmm. children's book. You're on the show. You've got two little kids. Mm-hmm. People are always asking me, like, well, how do you find time to do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I just do. Like, I don't know. Every day is crazy. <laughs> do you have a better answer to that question? I say no to a lot. Just say no to a whole lot of things, yeah. You make that sound really easy. I'm good at saying no. <laughs> I've um, this has been one of my like it's a personality type, I guess. But even in high school, like I never suffered from peer pressure because I was just like, no, no one can like pressure me into doing something that I don't want to do. <laughs> it's probably not a great character trait. But no, we just have to prioritize what's most important: our family. Like that's the number one. Ben and I in our marriage and our girls. Everything else has to be prioritized after that, and so. If it takes away from them, then it's a no. 
And I mean, the only reason I'm here right now is because Ben is there. That was the only compromise that felt right to me. Yeah, that's the only. But doesn't everything take time away from the girls and Ben? I mean, doesn't. No, because we we've made it such that we only do the show from eight to five. We will not film before that. We will not film after that. We are Monday through Friday, eight to five. We come home at lunch. We see them every day. Wow, that's um, great. If we travel, if it's more than two nights, the whole gang comes. If it's can be just one of us, and it's going to be two nights and I'm home. And uh, that's what works for us. I mean, we're limited. You know, we can't, we don't get to take great big extravagant trips right now, but it's just the season of life that we're in. I think the priority for me is just making them have this very normal and stable and happy childhood. And I want to be there for as much as possible because I never meant to be on TV. Like if it were left to me, I would probably be self-employed and, spending all of my time with them. So I know this is TV is not forever, no matter how great it is. I mean, even Seinfeld ended, right? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, everything ends eventually. And so I think about, you know, what kind of life am I setting us up for when that happens? Wow. Yeah. How do you think you did? Was there anything your parents did that made you so grounded? Because I would like to try to incorporate that with my own parenting. So Um, this is a very selfish question. I don't know. I spend a lot of time with them still. And Mm -hmm. we've always been very close. I live five minutes away from them. I don't know if most people do. I mean, where do you live? I live five minutes from my parents. Yeah. Do you see them a lot? Surprisingly little given that like my dad is across the street, but yes, uh, (laughs) but he travels a lot for work too. So, Uh, but yes, uh, when they're in town, I see them a lot. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I can think of is, spend a lot of time with my parents. Well, it sounds great because you have such clear parameters, yeah. right? We go away for this many days. This is what we do. Like, I think a lot of people get lost in the decision-making because everything makes you question it again. Well, I don't know. Should I go to this? Should I do this? Should I do that? And if you don't have that framework, then- That's where you come in. What do you mean? A lot of debating. Well, yeah, but now I'm thinking I should copy this framework situation. This is a great- Situation. Is it? Does it yeah. sound like I know what I'm doing? It does. Absolutely. Yeah, you're fooling us. Because so. yeah. I definitely don't. I definitely don't know what I'm doing. So I'm glad it sounds that way. Well, you're doing it with conviction. I feel like so. you have it all figured you, out. You do it with confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it feels right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And to have such a good perspective over, you know, this is this is the part of my life in which I am forward facing, but yeah. there will be a part, maybe. I mean, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you'll always be in front of the TV. Maybe. But Maybe we'll maybe be, your little ones will be raising their own sad houses and maybe renovating and all maybe that. Maybe so. But. Helen was definitely very into decorating. Suddenly, every single day now, she likes to drag random objects from drawers all over the house, and she like makes these art installations on our <laughs> nightstands. And she says, "I decorated for you." Nice. So uh, my seven-year-old has done his room like what once, twice. He wants to redo it again. Yeah. yeah. We were looking at this other house, not here, but just like for fun somewhere else, and. I was like, what do you think about this? And he's like, well, it would be a good opportunity to get to redo a room. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah. So, you know, if well, you need, if awesome. you need a seven-year-old intern that. or something. <laughs> Lean into it. It's actually, I was telling someone here, I was said, uh, we're having some folks over from HGTV. And the first thing she said to me is, did you tell Graham? Oh, yeah. I should yeah. have said something to him. Because he, he watch? loves, yeah, he watches loves okay. it. Yeah. yeah. He just is so... So into that's so cool. There are not a lot of kids who love HGTV. He loves it. It's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. it's also great. And then we get get to watch. It's a good channel if you're going to let your kids watch a TV channel. Totally. Yeah, it's a safe. It's absolutely. They learn a lot. Gets them off YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Will there be another Lantern House? Will there be a series? Will there be more? Perhaps. I hope so. 
I have a dream yeah. of there being like a, a Christmas lantern house. I mm-hmm. think that would be such an easy and fun yep. and cool place to go in different like special life occasions. And Ben has a Christmas show, right? Coming up? It night. was last Christmas. It was last yeah. Christmas? Yeah. Oh, okay. It could be a birthday one. A, be a birthday great gift. one? Yes. Yeah, gift. So many. New siblings. Just think of all this. Yes. All the special occasions I'll that just happen keep in the house. <laughs> you just write it all down. Send it to me. Those are all. Yeah. Dreams for me. You have 25 new book ideas by the time you mm-hmm. leave here today. I, I, I'm like looking at your book collection and thinking, what have I not read that I need to read? Right now I have. What are you reading? Um, I've been reading One Italian Summer. I'm almost done with mm-hmm. that. Rebecca's but next on deck is The White Album by Joan Didion. Somehow mm-hmm. I've read everything but that one, which I think is probably her most famous one. The last thing he told me mm-hmm. is one a friend gave me mm. that I haven't read yet. It's in my Laura Dave. It's in my bag on this trip right now. So that's what's coming up. Laura was Laura and Rebecca were on the podcast. If you want the backstory of those books. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well maybe wait till you finish. Okay. I don't know. I can't yeah, remember. Well, now they, I, do I can't, is it can't remember if it? they gave it away. I'm sure I don't know. All right. Well. When do you find time to read? For twelve minutes before I fall asleep. It takes me a very long time to read a book, but it's the only way I can fall asleep. Yeah, I have to read for just a few minutes. Me too. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you listen to a lot of them? Or do you read? You really read them? She really reads them. You're like walking around I can, with a book. In I your can. Hands. I read a whole book yesterday. I can vouch for her. She, yeah, we, we, we had a hours. two and a half hour drive, and she read an entire book before we actually got to our destination. God, you're so fast. Yeah. I can't read. I am the car. really fast. I get cars. I can read everywhere. I can read. I can read like upside down. I read everywhere. Way I can down. read walking down the street. I can. I mean. To really put it in perspective, mm-hmm. we were waiting to get off the airplane the other day, and everybody, you know, everyone stands up, and everyone's got their luggage and taking it down, and we're waiting to go, and she just, like, pulls a book <laughs> out of her bag and is, like, reading I was like, I've got a good like 10 minutes here, you know? With, like, you know, 170 people, and I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Put the book away. Well, I, I think that's it. the whole thing. You have, like, 10 minutes. But you did. You read, like, there. three pages, and then you put the book away, and we got off the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, there's What's three pages down. What's your favorite book? Do you have a favorite? Book? I don't have a favorite, but you don't. Um, I love memoir is my favorite genre, um, but I love fiction too. But um, I feel like you love Danny Shapiro's book. Is pretty I one do, of your I do. I, I love. If Danny I had, Shapiro. if I was, she's on, my, she would you know, be my, one of my favorite authors. Questions. Yeah, that'd be the Zibby, one you'd go uh, with. Zibby yeah. trivia question. That was what we gotta go with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Slow motion. That used to be my favorite book, and then I reread it um, recently. It but the first time I read it, I was like in my twenties and kind of finding my way. And mm. I don't know. Do you ever reread books? Yeah, my I, favorite book I've read three times. I guess which book is your favorite? Love in the Time of Cholera. Oh yeah, mm. I love a romantic story that spans decades. I loved The Time Traveler's Wife for the same reason. And have you seen the movie About Time? No. Oh gosh, do that. Have you? Who's I've never that? even heard of it. Rachel McAdams. Okay. And a British guy that I don't know. Great. It's one of the Love best movies British I've ever guys. seen. Really? No one has seen this movie, and it's very much a little like The Time Traveler's Wife, but <laughs> with a happier ending. Interesting. Yeah. So speaking of love and romance, I just quickly want to know, how did you and Ben meet? Well, he was like my celebrity crush in college. No. Yeah. Aww. He was like the most popular guy on campus and was always dating cheerleaders and it was like, you know the movie She's All That? Yes. That's how I felt. <laughs> I, I was like the art girl. I had My hair was like an inch long because I wanted to look like Drew Barrymore in the 90s. And he was just this larger than life. I mean, he's six foot six and he's 300 pounds. He's literally larger than everyone else. 
but he, he just like radiated kindness in a way that like I went to high school with popular guys who were just such jerks. Yeah. They were such jerks. And he was not that. He he was so inclusive and he made everyone feel like they were in his circle. And I just thought that was the greatest thing. I didn't even know him. I did not know him. He was like the president of every group on campus. And I would see him like leading these big fundraisers in the student union. And I would just say things like, gosh, I wish I just knew him. Oh my and God, that's amazing. Yeah. And then we were, I was the yearbook design editor because I designed books. And we were doing 10 feature stories on the most interesting people on campus. And we were like, who are these people going to be? We had the whole group together and everybody raised their hands. And three people were like, Ben Napier, that guy, that guy's got to be one of the feature stories. And I was like, I'll head up that. (laughs) (laughs) I can be there for those photos. (laughs) So that was really kind of the first time we met. And then six days later, he told me that he loved me and we were going to get married one day. And oh, my God. I love we were that. inseparable from Aww, the day we met. And so nice. I know. I really miss him right now. Like, we're together 24 hours a day, and it is very strange for me to be here without him. You could put him on FaceTime if you want. You know, uh, just have him sit here in the corner. I know. I wish he was here. <laughs> could have zoomed in. Yeah. could have zoomed in. Yeah, he could have. Yeah. Oh, well, next time. Yeah. Okay, what advice would you have for aspiring authors? <sighs> I don't know. I wish I did. I think um, write even when you don't feel like it. That's the hardest part is to write when you're uninspired, but do it anyway. And then sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. And then the inspiration comes. Yeah. But with a children's book, this was just different. This was like something that had been in my mind for a very long time. And it doesn't take long to type out 40 sentences, you know, because that's really what a children's book amounts to about 40 pages. And yeah. I, I guess I don't have very good advice. <laughs> I think that's good advice. Right when you don't feel like it. That's that's actually very good advice because that's what's going to get the job done. Yeah. So, there you go. Any last questions? That was my No, last that one. was incredible. Really fantastic. Just keep, you know, spreading all this love and joy around the world that yes. uh, you and Ben are doing. It's really beautiful. It's a lot of fun. It's really We're very, amazing. very lucky. We love getting work for HGTV and write books. I mean, how lucky are we? What a dream. Thank Amazing. you so much. Thank for you. Thanks me. for this coming. This was on. really wonderful. Oh, thanks for being here and bringing the peanut gallery. I know. Here. Y'all don't know yeah, it, but my best friends. There's 75 people in the room. Right <laughs> yeah. now, my best friends are all here with me. Um, so yeah. nice. Love that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com